0: All right, folks. What is going on? This is episode two hundred and ninety nine. Episode two ninety nine of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller, and look, we're on Monday. We'll be at episode three hundred. I may do something special. I don't know. Don't have any plan, anything planned right now, but we may do something. It just depends on how I feel over the weekend, and uh, we'll just go from there. But I want to thank you guys. I mean, everybody from the beginning uh, that started out when it wasn't this style of podcast up until now. Almost at three hundred, I want. I really appreciate you guys. If this is your first time here, I want to welcome you guys to the first and frame rate show. I am Vf Baller over here. We talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. Uh, everything has just been going great. Great week. It's been a pretty good week. In this episode, we're gonna try to merge everything together. We talked a lot about Georgia Southern football. But we also talked a little bit about the Falcons with Cordell Patterson. But we're gonna talk about the GM of the Atlanta Falcons, Terry Fontenot, his plan for this offseason and how that's going to be playing out as far as signing free agents and or the people, the guys in the draft. And uh, we also going to talk about Eldrick Robertson, uh, George Southern linebacker, entered the transfer portal. What does that mean for the team? How does that play out for uh, Eldrick, Kim, Eldrick Robertson himself and everything under that umbrella? So we're going to get into all that. If you're listening over here on the YouTube or Rumble, welcome. If you uh, don't mind, hit the like button, share this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you're listening to the podcast side of things, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, or Google, all those areas, that's where the podcast uh, it lands. And maybe in other places too, just depends on how the algorithm moves the podcast. If you're there, you know, subscribe to the podcast, uh, like, give me a five star rating on the Apple iTunes side of things, or if wherever the rating is, give me that, uh, give me a good rating. Let me know how I'm doing, and also give me some feedback. Finally, if you want to donate, the link is down in the description for all the areas you can donate. And I also have a Patreon where we do have an extra episode every weekend that talks about other things outside of Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. All right, got that all out the way. Let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, I want to talk about Terry Fontenot first, because we talked a lot about Georgia Southern. So I want to talk about what the Falcons are planning on doing under his uh, uh, his vision for 2022. How is that going to play out when it comes to free agency? What it comes out when it comes to the draft and uh, everything under that umbrella. Well, Terry Fano basically said they're looking for value. They want the type of player that they got out of like the type of players that they got like out of Cordell Patterson. Now, ah, uh, that's going to be tough because Cordell Patterson pretty much is, is something that not many see in the league. I mean, I think the closest thing we got right now is like Debo Samuel. And, uh, I, you know, I think those two are like the only ones, you know, that really do what they do in the way they do it. I guess that makes sense. But nevertheless, They do a pretty good job of running the ball and catching the ball, not in out the backfield or as a wide receiver. It's just something that is hard to find. But if you're trying to find those things in other uh, positions, uh, I'm not going to say it's hard to find on defense because you can find hybrids on defense, but on offense, it's going to be pretty difficult. So I don't know how that's going to play out. But as far as value goes itself, I think you can find some good talent for the cheap in football. I think, uh, you know, yeah, you have to pay the cost to, to have elite players, but you can find some pretty decent players that that could fit your scheme under the radar and under the salary cap and basically under uh, the, the base salary of most of these positions. So I think that what Terry Fondo trying to do is basically trying to be, uh, you know, cap friendly. And trying to find a way to win at the same time. I think I saw a tweet somewhere. It probably was on the Atlanta Falcons Twitter saying they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. And it's like they're rebuilding and winning now. Yeah. I mean, this is the way I look at it. I think nowadays, as far as picking up, you know, um, players, when you're building a team, you still want to find ways to win football games. It's not just say, hey, we're building. So therefore we're not trying to win any games. You want to get those guys that you're bringing in to be, uh, you know, ready to win or learn how to win. And I think it's a way that is a way of building up the type of players you want to be. You don't want these guys just to learn how to play football, but just all, always just learning how to lose. I mean, or just always losing. I mean, are you really, you know, doing, you know, something, uh, you know, productive if you're just getting players out there to constantly try to lose games? Now I'm not saying that a lot of these teams are or a lot of players out there trying to lose, but there's been such a mentality when it comes to players getting out there and the management, ownership are you know, tanking just to get better draft picks later. Uh I don't I don't see this happening with this team. And it, it showed last year when they won 7 games. They had no business winning that many games, but they found a way to do so. So uh, I, I feel like that's going to continue uh, what they're trying to do. And with, you know, the team that's already assembled now, you get some more players on defense, you get a pass rush, and uh, I'm still a big fan of getting somebody better to run the ball in the backfield because I like Cordell Patterson, I like Mike Davis, but I feel that we can get a fresh set of legs with with better, I'm not going to say better vision, but with a different uh, type of vision to run the ball out of the backfield to help Matt Ryan out. So this is a situation where there are some pieces that Terry Fontenot want to get. They're going to try to get them at a pretty good price. And uh, that could bode well for a lot of guys that are free agents. If you're trying to find value, what does this mean for a four-year Loucon? What does this mean for a Calvin Ridley or Russell Gage? What does that mean? Do you, do you try to get those guys for the cheap? Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen, especially with Foyal He He's probably scheduled for a big payday. They may make it happen, but I'm really, really interested to see how they do that. Um, as far as, um, uh, what I was about to say, as far as Calvin Ridley goes, I don't even know how that's going to play out. They asked Terry Fontenot about Calvin Ridley and Calvin Really I mean, Terry Fontenot bas- basically said you have to ask Calvin Ridley. And I understand that because Him, his health comes first, not necessarily what's on the football field. And and I already said it personally. I just feel like they just need to go ahead and cut ties with them, and go ahead and find a a a suitor that wants to trade for him, and get a second round pick for him, maybe even the first. And and I, I, you know, you just, you know, I, I, I feel, I personally feel he may have an issue with his mental health. I feel that he does but I think that also has something to do with him playing for the Falcons is the reason why that's just my personal assessment, because I I feel like I, I personally feel like he doesn't want to be on the team. And if you have somebody that don't want to be on the team, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? I mean, that's just like at your job. If you got, you found somebody at your job that don't want to work and you're a manager and they, you know, basically walk out on you at, at a job and say, Hey, I'm not feeling great or whatever the case may be. What are you going to do? I think the main thing is to make sure they get help, but you got somebody that needs somebody to fill that void. You know, I, I mean, that's, that's just the way I feel about that. It's not, it's not a knock on him, but it's just, you know, at the end of the day, you, 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 you have to try to win football games. You got, you need the best players available and you need players that are available. So I think that's another thing that, Terry Fano is trying to lean on. It's like, hey, we want players that's going to be available, that's going to have a fair market value for them, that they're going to feel is fair. So when they do sign with the Falcons, it's just a mutual agreement that, hey, they feel like they're making, you know, enough of their salary and they're going to produce at a high level. You get those two things together, you're going to find you're going to find success. And, I mean, you know, the Falcons, you know, I feel like the season was successful. But to be really, truly successful, they were basically two games away. There are two games away of being uh, over five hundred, and for a team that, they, that with the situation and issues that they had, losing number eleven, losing number eighteen, you know the offensive line wasn't working as well. Mike Davis wasn't the running back we thought he'd be. You know the secondary outside of AJ Terrell was just you know below they were below average at best, not just average, they were below average at best. So with everything that happened for them to win seven games, it was, was nothing short of phenomenal. And I feel that, you know, uh, you know, Arthur Smith, coach Arthur Smith deserves a lot of credit with that. With year two, when you weed out some of these players that that didn't pan out, players that didn't don't want to be here anymore. You want to move around a little bit. I think that they, they're going to be able to have much more success down the road. So I basically look at it like this. I have no problem with what Terry Fontenot is doing. I think it's going to be a really good uh, uh, offseason for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't see why not. I don't see how that's going to be an issue where it can't be. So uh, if they just play their cards right with the number eight pick, they got two second round picks, possibly another one, if they do, the, do what they do with Calvin Ridley, they can get some really good value with what they're doing. You know, regardless of who they pick up, I think they can get some because this 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 draft is talented. I don't think it's as talented as the pass rushers people say they are. I think there's a lot of pass rushers, but there's there's not like one or two that stand out. You know, same thing with defensive backs. I'm um, after Stingley, who's the uh, there? Amari uh, uh, Garner. After that, there's a fall off, but I do feel like Garner and Stingley are like you know they're probably like can't miss players. We talked about Drake London, the receiver. Why well, would they throw a curveball and go get him? Because we do need a re- we do need a receiver. So what do they do? I think if they get London, that's just going to tell you how they really feel about Calvin Ridley. You know what I mean? That that's just how I feel about that. You know, uh, offensive line. Um, there's not many in the off. There's not many. There's not really that many good. I ain't gonna say good, but not many offensive line men that really would. Uh, make you want to take them at eight but uh, you know you mostly look at pass rush or offensive alignment because it's a necessity it's probably the main necessity because the game is is played in the trenches but i i just don't know if they'll go that route i personally believe they'll go with pass rush or somebody on defense with drake london being the curveball for everybody so that's how i really feel about uh you know with terry fontano and company i think they they're in really good shape really really good shape And we'll see how that all plays out down, you know, down the road weeks, months to come because draft is in a month, a little over a month. So it's going to be real cool and interesting to see. Let's jump over to Eldrick Robinson, Georgia Southern linebacker. Eldrick Robinson enters the transfer portal and uh, I'm, I'm late to the party. I will admit I am late to this because I did not expect that he would join and get into the transfer portal. This kid has a lot of talent. He did some great things filling in when the other linebackers went down last year. And I thought that he was going to end up being a staple for the defense along with the other guys who came in. And, but when you have a lot of veterans returning on at linebacker, you know, uh, uh, Trent, Trent Watson, Bradley Glenn is coming back. You got a couple of guys like, um, not Vonner, but what's the uh, the other guy from Florida State, Kavon Glenn. You got... Uh, Oh, the other one from North Carolina, I can't remember his name. You have the, the guy, those two guys transferred in last year. Then you got some new guys coming in that was recruited. You know, Elgin Robinson is kind of like stuck in the middle. As a sophomore, he's stuck in the middle. Like, okay, the veterans are here and the new guys are coming in. Um, my potential is to be a starter. He may not even be able to be a starter with the veterans, with the, the, you know, the five- and six-year uh, seniors coming back. You also have these young guns coming in. He may not get to see the light of day when it comes to the field, so I I do understand it, I do get it, and it, 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 I I will say it's a huge loss because he did some great things. But when you have all these other linebackers coming in, uh, I can see where he's why he wants to leave, and I can see that there's not going to be that much of a drop off, you know, based on everybody being healthy, I feel that there's not going to be much of a change at linebacker. But at the same time, you will want you you will want him to be here because I think he could be one of the one of the great Eagles when it's all said and done. He's gotten offers at other places. I think FAU, Mid-Tennessee, a couple of these other um, schools have offered him a, 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 a spot. And with Chad Lunsford being at FAU, I think he's at FAU. Is he at FAU? I think he is. With Chad Lunsford being down there, Florida Atlantic, he may go there. So that's just something to think about. You know? So I, I would not be surprised at all. I would I would not be surprised. Let me look at this and make sure. So I gotta find out if let's see Chad Lunsford. Yeah, there, there he is. Alright, sorry for the hold up everybody. Yeah, he's at FAU. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. If he ends up going there. So uh, I, I look at the end of the day, this is a business move for him, and I, I'm not against it. I'm not against it at all. I think he will be able to prosper and flourish under these conditions. But I just really feel that it's a loss for Georgia Southern at the same time. Now I flip that and say, well, all these linebackers coming in, we got a handful of linebackers that's going to be, you know, freshmen rotating those guys in and out. He's kind of like I say he's kind of stuck in the middle. I mean, the Kevin Speeds of the world and his couple of other ones that was linebackers, there's so many to name. I think linebacker is probably one of the one between that quarterback and offensive line, you know, I don't even know how to, to count, but I think the linebacker is one of the the biggest position or the most numbered position that we uh had uh recruits that committed. So I I I really see why this is happening. I just think at the end of the day we're gonna find out what happens because there's a possibility he said he may return if if the if the offers ain't hitting for him the way they want to he may return and you know that just more firepower to what we have at Georgia Southern I feel that you can't have enough guys on defense definitely can't have enough um, cornerbacks shout out to Quincy Bonner moving to quarter from quarterback to cornerback. You just can't have enough guys on defense. The rotation, the athletic ability, the the guys who need to continue continuously need to be fresh when you rotate guys in and out it is never enough. But I do understand where he's coming from. I think he put up the numbers to say, "Hey, I'm good enough to, to to play to be a starter here," and I may not feel like I could be a starter with the with the guys that are coming back, and I understand that. You know, Bradley Glenn and. And uh, I think Justin Ellis is another one. I mean, you got a lot of guys. You got a couple guys there that's, that, that already made a name for themselves. Even though Robinson is up and coming, you got guys that made a name for themselves. Those guys are probably going to be first dibs of getting on the field. You know, me personally, I'm not a football player. You know, I played a little bit, but I'm not a football player anymore. Um, I feel that you should go out there and compete. May the best man win. And if you don't win this, if you don't want win this, I mean, what does it say? You at at at, at the minimum, you're probably gonna be rotated in and out and not being a starter. But you know, you may want to be that number one guy, and that's probably one of the reasons why he is transferring. I I I firmly believe at the, I firmly believe that he would just be a great asset by rotating in and out with the older guys and newer guys. In next year's junior year, he definitely will be a starter. So that that that's what I really feel. I feel like if he sits back and go and let this play out for the sophomore season. Because he played a freshman because of a lot of injuries. And he did very well. Played a week, one a week. He does this. I ain't going to say sit back or sit out for a season. Because I still feel like he's going to get some playing time as far as I'm concerned. You know, because I, I don't know how well Harris is want to do it, the co- defensive coordinator, but I know at Georgia Southern, we rotated a lot of linebackers in and out. We did a pretty good job of doing that. And if he does that for a sophomore year, when, you know, the other linebackers move on and, 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 and their eligibility is up, he's going to be the guy that slides right in. Even as getting numbers as a sophomore, he'll come in and, and, and be the guy. So there's so many variables that you can run with this. But I feel at the end of the day, he's doing what he has to do, what's best for him. I totally respect that. I feel at the end of the day, he's going to be great regardless. I'm just going to continue to watch him either way. I gave him a lot of praise on this channel. I did a GS Spotlight video on him. Next man up, he did what he had to do. With all these injuries going on, he did what he had to do. Had a a couple of interceptions, a handful of tackles. He played ball, and he did very good. And that's all you can ask for when it comes to these players, regardless if they're a freshman to a senior. They do what they have to do. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to follow and see how that goes, and I think he's going to be all right either way. I think George Georgia's going to be all right. Either way, both sides is going to be good. Both sides are going to be good, but I really wish he would stay an eagle. So we'll see how that all plays out. This concludes episode 299. If you like this content, hit the like button. Share this podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube or Rumble channel if you don't mind. Follow me on Rumble. If you're listening to any of this content on the podcast avenues, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Also, give me some feedback. Let me know what I did well. Let me know what I need to improve on. It's all thanks to you guys. You guys make this go. I really, really appreciate it. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Also, the uh, the audio, uh, the video uh, side of things. And um, if you don't mind, if you want to take a look at everything, check out the Patreon where I do an extra episode on the weekend. And um, there's other areas over there which you can donate if you choose to to do so. So everything's on Up and Up. I hope you enjoyed this week. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoy the rest of your, the beginning and throughout your weekend, and we'll be back on Monday, episode 300. We have something to talk about for the most part, and I can't wait for you guys to join me. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Have a great weekend. Y'all be blessed. See you on the next one. Peace.